Welcome to Northern Gold, a football podcast from the Evening Express and Preston Journal. Today, I'm joined by Callum Law, one of our regular contributors, but we're not alone. We're doing the first of our guest episodes this summer, and what a guest we've got for you today. He's been on the books of four of our clubs, first of all. He's also perhaps the most well-known part-time footballer in the country. Transcending the lower leagues in for close to a decade, he was synonymous with Peter Head. A striker, of course, he is now plying his trade, well, both his trades in his home city, but he's playing for the Blue Toons League One rivals, Cove Rangers. If you haven't guessed it yet, it is, of course, Rory McAllister. Rory, how are you? Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. So, obviously, it's not been the most normal year, year and a half. Um, how are you feeling? The season's just finished, finally. It was a bit of a stop-start one. Are you looking forward to the next one? Are you sad the last one was over? Obviously, it ended in disappointing fashion for Cove. How, what are your thoughts, generally? Um, I think it's it's now good to get a break because there was a lot of games chucked in in a short space of time and obviously it's tough to try and recover from that so it's good to get a good few weeks off now to try and reset the body and go again, especially at my age so I think I'll need that. So I, yeah, I think it's like I say, it was, a, it was a weird season and hopefully like this year we can get back to normal and and obviously get back to a full season in 36 games, you know. Because I, I suppose the thing, thing as well, Rory, is there's obviously stop-start the season, but the other side of it, people maybe don't see the sort of protocols, you know, with travelling to games and lack of showers, you know, after games and things like that. It's t- tough for players, isn't it? Yeah, it was total bizarre season. Like, you, we had our own seats in the bus with our names on it, with minimums, like, two metres apart in the bus, and... Like you say, you says there are no showers and everything's like just like you say, precaution, 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 which is fair enough. And obviously, in the times we're living, but it was it was just really bizarre situation to be in, and it was like like I said, never never experienced something like that before. It was sometimes difficult as well. It was sometimes taking the fun out of it a bit, to be honest. How do you reflect, Rory, on how Cove performed over the season again? It was mitigating circumstances the whole way through. Do you think you could have done anything differently in the league? Or was it a, a lottery, given the way you had to finish and how many games there were in such a short period of time? And then, obviously, the playoff semi-final loss to Airdrie. Um, you must have thought that one was over in the second leg as well when you scored late on. Yeah, I think in the league, like you say, we kind of shot ourselves a few, a few times by giving away leads, similar to what we'd done in the playoff semi-final but it's just football is it a lot of games being played tired bodies guys are a bit fatigued and things can happen the playoff final was the first time semi-final sorry was just bizarre you score and then two minutes later you just, they score and then it's just football is it you just seen it coming and you just thought I think we just kind of died a bit of death to be honest after that which is more unexpected we've boys put a lot into the like, six weeks that we're thrown into and it was just a shame we ended because I thought we could have, after watching the final, I thought we could maybe give Martin a good game. Better, we could have given him a better game than Airdrie did, to be honest. But that's just football, I suppose. You you must feel, Rory, next season you can be up there challenging again, potentially, given how well the club did this season. Yeah, I think so. I think but I think if you've got to look at the teams that are coming into the league this year, like Queen's Park are coming up with a full-time, we were decent. And you've got Alawa coming down. Airdrie are still in it. Falkirk are still in it. Peterhead is going to be better this year as well, I'd imagine. And you're going to, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough league, but like, I think we can improve a wee bit, get a couple of players in, and there's no reason why we can't challenge again because the players we've got, as you know, there's a good standard of player at the club. So I wouldn't be surprised if we were up there. I would be more surprised if it wasn't, to be honest. But like we say, we just got we've got to keep the good, good attitude and, like you say, try and perform like we did throughout the most of the season. Rory, we'll take you back then to the start. Of your footballing journey, it's obviously been a long career, high-profile career. But growing up in Aberdeen, how did you first get into football? How did you first realise that you maybe had a bit of a knack for it? To be honest with you, I started off going to my brother's games. My dad used to manage my brother's team, Middlefield Wasps, and I used to just go on a Saturday. That's what I done. And but I wasn't really into football. I used to, my dad used to, I used to be swinging off the crossbars during the game and stuff. I wasn't really into football when I was little. It was I was bizarre when I was little, I think. And then I started off as a goalie. Went, I played him as a goalie to start with and then I couldn't get a game as a goalie because the other guy was older. So it chucked in up front and I scored a hat-trick and then I never looked back since pretty much. That was how it all started for me. Yeah. I'm, imagine if you'd actually got a game as a goalie, it could have been very different. 
I know. I was actually pretty good in goals, but I just didn't play in the Champions Street team because the guy was two years older. So I never got a chance. And then it was me from there on and I scored that hat trick and I was a striker. Finally, it's been mentioned, Champion Street on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. I don't think Callum, Callum being from the Shire, maybe knows too much about Champion Street, but that was an institution, wasn't it, for young footballers? Oh, it's unbelievable. I remember, I, I, we won it my last year and playing for Inver called Selic. Up at Cove's Old Ground, it was oh, it was amazing. That was one of the best parts of growing up playing Champion Street in the summer. You see, out in the Shire, you played in, you played in galas, you didn't hear anything like that. Yeah, you sat, you went Champion Street all the way. Ah, but... But anyway, Rory, after sort of being involved in uh, that and things like that, you ended up in Aberdeen's youth setup when you were a teenager. How did that sort of come about? Actually, I was on trial with loads of clubs when I was young. I think I was scoring a lot of goals and was attracting a bit of interest. And I was on trial. I went down to Chelsea, I was at Rangers, Celtic. I've been in a few of them. I just couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do. And a few of them wanted to just come down and play, like, you know, like kind of the S form kind of style. But then Aberdeen offered me a full-time deal when I was leaving school kind of thing. So I kind of like, I just thought I would do that instead. Obviously, that was what I wanted to do when I left school and I got offered that. So I took that up and then obviously signed for Aberdeen when I was leaving school. As you mentioned sort of the trials with other clubs and that and big clubs as well, as you sort of touched on there. Rory, is it one of them can be in from Aberdeen as well and sort of leaving school and that and when the dawns give you that chance with it sort of being at home as well is it kind of make your mind up a wee bit you know make it a wee, a wee bit easier for you potentially than can going to London or whatever by yourself I don't know I think they were nobody else had offered me a full-time contract but Aberdeen had so I just think I took it with both hands maybe in hindsight maybe I should have held off maybe a bit longer maybe went back down for more trials or went down again and played in like the the teams before they got the full-time level but I didn't and obviously I took the Aberdeen one instead. I think by my calculations you were at Aberdeen Rory till you about 17 maybe is that right? Yeah I played um, a year just about a year yeah. How what, what, what do you sort of make of your journey with a club obviously it's your hometown club and once you're in the youth academy it's obviously everyone's dream to then break through in the first team become a first team regular a club legend or get a move elsewhere or whatever but why do you think that maybe didn't work out for you when you look back with all these years of hindsight? When I played there, I was playing 17s a lot on the, Saturday, on the Sundays. I wasn't really playing for the 19s. I was doing well for 17s, but I wasn't really progressing enough to... Sorry, I was doing well for 17s, but I wasn't really doing well enough when I played for the 19s. And I just think it just it didn't work out. In time. I maybe wasn't putting enough effort into it as well, maybe. Still being at home, but I don't know. I... I just I don't know. See, I, I maybe I think I should have maybe got offered another deal because I'd done well for seven teams, but it just didn't happen. And obviously, then Inverness came about, and I done, and I, that's when I went on to do well. I suppose when it sort of came to Cali Thistle, what you know, what appealed to you about you know go, going up north was I suppose again the, the chance to sort of be full time and sort of try and make your mark in the game and breakthrough. Um, I actually was going to sign for Glentana Juniors with my brother. I was close, it was like so close from a couple of days away from doing that and then obviously Inverness offered me a full-time deal so I was, I was kind of a bit scunnered with it to be honest and I was like, I'll just go and play with my brother at Glentana but then I'm glad I did it now obviously but at the time I thought it was a better idea my mum and dad taught, kind of taught me around to go into Inverness to be honest. Rory, from what you're saying there and sort of what you've said so far I almost get the sense you're maybe like a little bit of despite loving football, a little bit reluctant in other ways with football maybe I, I don't know maybe that was a, a confidence thing or something what would you maybe put that down to I don't know I think I maybe it was, it was an easy option was it just stay at home go and get a job and play with my, play with my brother I, I don't know I don't know maybe it was a comfort thing maybe but I think it was the best thing I'd done was move away and help me help me progress even more and to be honest that's what I thought at that time Rory Inverness was a very much a you know a club on the up as well, and they'd gone up into the the SPL for the the first time and things like that. What what was it sort of like? Can being around the the first team set up at that thing? It was really good. Like you say, because it wasn't it wasn't a big club, you got to train with the first team quite a lot. And I, I think I went up there and I went straight. Basically, John Robertson really liked me, and I was got struck training. I played in reserve straight away, and I'd done really well. And he asked John Robertson left to go to Hearts. 
and I was still doing really, really well at that point and scoring goals for this, the 19s at that point and then I was doing well in reserves as well. What what was the sort of, I suppose, who were the kind of big characters round about the first team at that time? What did you learn for them? I'm imagining you're sort of talking Ross Toakley's, Grant Munro's, Barry Wilson's, those sort of guys. Yeah, I, they were there, obviously. The guys I was kind of with was like Michael Fraser, but he wasn't the older guy then, the goalkeeper. And then you had mm-hmm. Richie Hart, Liam Keogh. Grant Munro was one of the guys with them. That's kind of guys I kind of got close with when I was up the road and they were... Liam Keogh is some character. He's one of the guys you meet, he's just, you'll never forget. He's so funny. And, um, he was like, guys like that were just good fun to be around and that's what helps you being away from home, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few scrapes with those guys in Inverness and things like that. <laughs> you always, always, I was actually being a young lad, you always get egged on to do the things that they want to make it funny, so... Yeah, I was easy led, I suppose, but yeah, it was good fun at the time. In, in terms of your time at Inverness on the pitch, Rory, you've, you've talked about feeling that you'd kind of come at your own a bit, but I think most your appearances, correct me if I'm wrong, were mainly mainly as a sub, and obviously your your career could have went one way. You could have become a full time sort of first team regular for Cali Thistle, but why do you think it didn't go that way? Yeah, I don't know. Like I say, I, I think when I went when I first when I went away from home, I was kind of sticking in, and I was like knuckled down, done all the done all the good things, and I got onto the first team, made my debut when I was like I think it was just 18, 17 or seventeen, just always just turned seventeen. Sorry, maybe just eighteen, I think it was. And then that was doing really well, and then even Bruce, Kerry Brewster got the job, and he, he like really liked me kept doing well and I, I was getting Scotland calls 21s I was doing really well and I was actually playing more when I was younger then I got to a stage where I thought I should have been playing and I wasn't and I got a bit disheartened thought but the last year I was there I should have been playing I thought I thought I should have definitely been playing a lot more than I did and I didn't and I kind of just got scunnered with it again and I wasn't really treating myself with living the best way I should have maybe like looking after myself the best way I should have but and the best thing that now I would say now the best thing I'd done was get away go and play I needed to get games and get improved and I did do that I, su- I suppose just touching on the, the Scotland 21s Rory that must have been uh, kind of a big honour for you wasn't probably something you still look back on with a lot well a lot of pride you know to have been involved with you know the national team at, at some level yeah it was good like I say I, it was also it was a learning curve going away and seeing guys like Stephen Fletcher play and Smith and Ross McCormack. It was it was a good it was good standard, so it was good to go away and see these guys kinda how good the players were that were playing down maybe down in England or playing the first team at SPL team, so it was good eye opener. At that point when you compared yourself to those players, other strikers, um how 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 did you compare back then? I think they, these guys were obviously better players, there's no doubt about that. There's no sitting here kidding themselves on but like I say, it was just it was good to be able to train with them and see how good they actually were. What these guys were a lot of these guys have gone on to play in the Premiership and stuff. So it's in England. So it's you've got to kind of hold your hand up, and say sometimes it's, these guys are just better, you know. And the, and then after you sort of spoke about how it kind of petered out for you a wee bit at, at Inverness Road, and you you took the decision obviously to come back down the road and signed for Brechin. What was it about going to Brechin that, that worked out so well for you? Because you obviously kind of started banging in the goals for them. I don't know. I was actually close to going to Queen of South, but then I didn't want to move down, down the road. So I was just like, I'm just going home. I just wanted to get home, I think. And I just kind of just it just kind of fell into place for me, to be honest. It was just, it just worked out perfect. Started off, I think I scored my second game, my full debut I scored, and then it just, it just all fell in place for me, to be honest. And it just goals came and then they kept coming. So I, it was, I don't know, it just kind of worked. It's a bit of a cliche strikers, I suppose, that once you score one, you know, the goal, the other goals follow pretty quickly after that. And you'd, you'd talked about Cali Thistle and maybe your your head being down at a certain point when you weren't getting the first team chances. Did, did, was it a case of breaking that, like, once the goal started flowing, the head picked up, and everything else started coming together as well. Yeah, quite possibly. Like, like I've always scored goals since I've been a kid, and I think if you put, if I put me in a good team, I'll score goals. 
I think maybe Inverness maybe didn't suit me to a certain degree. Like they're not a top team and not creating loads of chances. Maybe didn't suit my game at the time. But Breek went down to Breek and they were fighting the top of the league, going for the promotion. They were creating chances, and obviously I was taking them, so it was it always worked out. I suppose uh, just before I ask you another question about Breek and Rory, just touching on Breek and the 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 current day. I suppose they obviously got relegated in the playoff um, against Kelty. And they're looking like coming down into the Highland League, I suppose. From the time you were there, you know, and competing for promotion into, well, what's now the championship, you must be sort of sad a wee bit as well to see how your, your former club sort of slipped. Yeah, I think it's a sad day. It's like they're a really, really good club to look after the players and it's a nice family feel about the club and it's, it, was, it was a sad thing to see for them. But it's, it's they've been sitting bottom of the league for almost two years and I thought Kelly deserved their chance, and by the looks of it, they they've took it, you know, they've took their chance over the two legs. And it's a bit, it's a shame for the club, but it's, that's what it's there for. This pyramid system, is it? And it's it's a sad day, but like I say, I think they'll bounce back stronger. They need to get obviously it'll be tough, but I think I think they will come back up. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose going back to your time there as well, Rory, was it sort of can move into Brechin? Was that probably the well, obviously change your football career, but that probably change your life to a large degree as well, that move, because obviously you went part-time can scoring lots of goals and you obviously can picked up a, a career away from football as well and you've sort of carried that on ever since. Yeah, I think it's like it was a whole total life change and um, it's just when I started seeing my wife as well, just when I moved home as well, so um, yeah, I think it was just a total change of lifestyle and like I say, I've I prefer the part time lifestyle and I did the full time lifestyle to be honest. And people always say, Oh, that's bizarre, why would you say that? I just all my mates think that. I just think I just, I've enjoyed the part time life with football more than I've had the, the, the full time. So I think it was the best thing I've ever done. Did you even know that back then, Rory, when you're at Breaking? Because I know when you were at Breaking you were you were linked to some pretty pretty big name clubs. I think the, the list's like Sheffield United, Charlton, the Dons again, St Johnston. Then obviously when you leave Brecon, there's links as well when you move on to Peterhead. But had you already made up your mind or had, did you still maybe back then have one eye and return to full time or what was the what was the mindset? When I was leaving Brecon, yeah, I was when I was leaving Brecon, I still thought, I was still thinking about going back full time. But obviously not till now. You look back and think, well, I've I've had a great I've had a great time with the part. I've had a great crack at the part time football. And I don't think I would have changed it to be honest. I've just I've loved it at the part time level. Do you think sort of more generally, Rory, at part time level, you kind of I'm not sure how you describe it, but even just kind of so our line of work when you're dealing dealing with people at part time level, do you think at that level, sort of you know, people are playing more for love of the game, if you know what I mean, rather than you know, obviously at full time level, it's people's jobs, but at part time level, can it's mo- it's not this be be all and end all to a degree of people sort of play for the love of the game a bit more. I think I think so. I think obviously it's still serious to a right to good. It's always really serious, taking really serious to a good level. But I think it is more people play just because they love football. Like I would like I always say this to my friend. I would I would always play even though I wasn't getting paid. Like I wasn't a fair, like a semi professional. I would still play football. Because I like playing football, but it's like, and you get some of the players that wouldn't do it at part-time level as well. They only play because they want to play for the money, like the extra bit of money, which is fair enough. Everybody does it for their own reasons, but I like I always always still play because I st- I like my football. You know? I think you've alerted a few of the Aberdeen amateur and junior teams there, saying that you would maybe play when I, maybe a couple of years from now. Maybe I've already there. been signed up to King Course. My mate plays as you you're signing for a year, but I don't I don't know. Where <laughs> I'm a bit old in my hands. Get sore enough playing now. A couple more years, I'll be one of the move. Yeah, is that is that the Sunday team, Rory? No, the Saturday team. Oh, I was about to say the Sunday team have made quite a I name. Think for, bro- I think my brother's just signed there. Quite a name for himself. Um, we, Callum was talking earlier about um, Brecon being a sort of life-defining, career-defining moment when you moved there and went part-time. But I suppose it's also a big moment in the Rory McAllister legend um, when after two and a half years at Brecon you move on and you end up going to Peterhead. What was, what's your recollection of how that um, that big decision, that uh, significant decision came about? At the time I was talking to like three or four, maybe five clubs about maybe going full time again and it was all, the agent I had, 
at the time it was always giving me the the answer of we've got it sorted for you and then it was always a week in the pre a week, a week a week later, a week later. Nothing was ever happening. And I kept asking him and asking him, he never really gave me the proper answers. And I was just eventually I got to the point I just Peter had the phone men, I'd met up with them and they offered me a good deal to stay part time. And only had a year and a half, two years left in my apprenticeship. I eventually just said, You know what? Sack of this, I'm gonna to stick to what I was thought about if I stick to my guns, I'm gonna go stay part time, finish my apprenticeship. And then we'll see what like after that. And that's what I'd done. I eventually just told my agent, forget everything, forget it. I told I just binned him and said, just forget it. And I'm going to Peter Head basically. And he wasn't he wasn't happy. But I was just, and I just felt was it. And but then I had to phone Jim Weir and tell him I was going to Peter Head and he wasn't happy either. I was leaving freaking. I was gonna say Rory, that must have been a I suppose a, you speak about phoning Jim Weir must have been a sort of Difficult one for them to to a degree that you know that you obviously they probably thought as well that you were going back to the full time game and then you you end up at uh, at Peterhead. Yeah, well, I phoned him and he was actually like, I would have. He obviously knew I like, offered a good deal and he was like, oh, I would have, I would have got you what exact same if you'd stayed and stuff. He was trying. I was like, well, I've really agreed. I kind of come out of it now. But on the other hand, it was a lot less travelling to Peterhead because at the time I was travelling Jamie Redmond to Brecon. He had left, and we had to train and. Um, can Ross on a Tuesday and Perth on a Thursday twice a week and I was just like it's getting too much and it was I have to do it myself now I was just like I couldn't do that now and then obviously Peterhead were training in Aberdeen it was obviously a no-brainer in terms of that first couple of months at Peterhead Rory was obviously a, a time of change I think uh, John Sharon left pretty pretty soon after you arrived and Jim McAnally came in were you thinking did that maybe put a few doubts in your mind about whether you'd made the right decision, that sort of bit of turmoil at the club? I don't know. I think it was it was a struggle to start with. It was a real struggle. The team struggled. There was a lot of new players there. A lot of players that weren't good enough at the time, in my opinion. And it was a struggle. But when Jim came in, it kind of changed a wee bit. And it was still it was still a struggle when Jim came in to start off with. But then once it got going... It was. It went on to be a good, good um, spell at Peterhead for me. And after that sort of first season, obviously the the second season you had there, Rangers are in the league, and the first day of the season they're they're up at Balmoor, and I think well it ended two each, but you obviously scored on that, and it was kind of obviously a huge amount of attention on it because of Rangers and things like that. What was that sort of kind of first day of the season like in the the part you played in it? It was bizarre. It was like you say, you're used to playing for maybe five, six, seven hundred people, and you're talking turn around. There's four thousand people there, and it's it was just bizarre. It was, but it was amazing. It was like like one of the days like you, you play football for us. It you just love it, and then and you to even the way the game panned out, you never thought you'd have a chance to to get a result against them. But then when you start playing, you think, oh, we've got a chance here, and they're not that good. As the game develops and develops, and I thought. We're real lucky not to win that day. And I suppose then, uh, later in the season, you proved again how capable you were against them. Obviously, winning down at Ibrox and you you scored that uh, memorable goal. I mean, what's your sort of memories of that? And is it is that maybe for various reasons, perhaps you, the most memorable goal you've you've ever scored, Rory? Yeah, probably it would be. It's, it's, it's up there anyway. It's just, that probably is one of my most memorable ones. But it's just that that day was amazing. Like you say, there's forty odd thousand people at a game, and when you get the ball and turn, put in the top corner, and it's just silence, and you just hear five hundred Peterhead fans or whatever shouting. It's just amazing. That was unbelievable. You take that. The boys will tell you that they like me. To, I like telling that story. That's a good story to tell. The boys <laughs> have, you, in the night. have you raked that out a few times? Have you? Oh, yeah. I get the every time I get with the couple boys, I always show them the guys video boys. And they just love it, just because it's a better banner. I just always pull that video out to show them. So uh, it's good crack. Get, get a good bit of crack out of it. Do you ever show them the, the chip against Sterling Albion? Uh, that's the one that I see probably of yours most often. It kind of <laughs> yeah, comes, out, comes it out. out once a year, does it? I've showed them a good few of them with a few beers and you just take it out and say, there you go, boys, look, that's what it's all about. <laughs> when you reflect on that season um, overall, Rory, I mean... Like it's it was always going to be difficult for Peterhead provincial team to beat Rangers to the title, but obviously you were in the playoffs. Um, do you feel like you're unlucky? I, the playoffs are just too bad for me. I've never won them. I've got such I've got a curse in the playoffs. I think I just 
we just all, I all every time I play them, we always seem to struggle in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. We go on like when we've been with Peter Head, we've went on twenty games unbeaten the season, then we go into playoffs and we struggle. I don't know what it is. I really don't know. Like the the playoffs are just they're so hard. It's a lot of it. It's two games and you're out, you know, if you don't win, so it's difficult. It's really difficult. So obviously you get over that disappointment against East Fife, you go into the next season. Um how what, how much do you remember about that one? Obviously, winning the first league title since the club stepped up to the Scottish leagues—that must have been another one of the special days that we've been talking about. Was that for the first time yeah, you'd won a, good, a medal? Really good. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, but I, I think that season we didn't start really well either. We struggled till about November, and then we just kicked on and we went on, 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 on a run again of games that we were just winning, 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 winning. And we signed Andy, Andy Rogers came in and. Me and him formed an unbelievable partnership. Probably one of my favourite partners to play with I've ever played with. He we just we just kept them really well, and the team was strong, and we just just won. We just knew how to win games, and we just kept winning and winning. And then, like I say, we end up going on to win the league, which was a great, obviously, one of the best parts of my career I've had. The darts, again, you were obviously very can happy with the decisions you made as well. But when you won that league title as well, Rory, and you're back up in League One again, did did that sort of, did you feel almost that kind of, again, justified your decision to go to Peterhead? You know, you'd you'd gone there, you'd scored a lot of goals and you'd helped him achieve something. Yeah, I think so. But I was just enjoying my, just enjoying my football. It was, it, 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 that was just the prime enjoyment of football at that time of, the, time of my life. It was just really good. Great bunch of boys and it was just it was just the best time you could ask for, you know. Probably then. The following season, you're in League One, you do okay. Then 2015-16, it comes around. It's a great season for you personally, over 30 goals. You finish third in the league, reach a Challenge Cup final. Um, we all know who you played in that. Um, that season, obviously plenty of reasons to remember that, reflect on it as a success. It's kind of it's proved to be a little bit, of, you know, that the top of League One, those sort of positions have proved to be sort of peterheads. Glass ceiling a little bit since they've been in the Scottish Leagues, but... Again, must have been fantastic for you. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a good season. That was we probably should have finished second. I think we blew it in the second last game of the season or the last game. And um, obviously we got to the cup final, which was amazing. But uh, yeah, it was like I say, it's just tough. It's tough. League One's tough. The playoffs are even tougher. League One's the toughest league you'll get. I think you'll part time, full time seeing it, and like everybody can almost be everybody in the whole league if you look at it from top to bottom on their day and it's just it's really tough to go up and if the teams that go on to win League 1 are normally really good the teams that win the playoffs are just hit form at the right time I think it's just like I say it's just a really tough league to get out of and on the, on the way to the, the Challenge Cup final obviously Rory there was another one of those games in your career that uh, everyone probably brings up and I would hope you would uh, bring it up with people as well given what you've told us earlier the, the five goals against uh, Falkirk just Tell us about that night. I mean, what, can, what, what, what happened basically? It was uh, something else. Oh, that was that was something. Bit, nobody knows the story, but that I was actually not feeling good from the weekend. I was out on a Saturday night and had a few beers and I still wasn't feeling good on a Tuesday. And I was sitting the way down the game thinking, <laughs> I do not feel very good here. And then there you go, five goals. It just doesn't make sense, does it? It's just like bizarre. I really wasn't <laughs> feeling that good before the game. I was like a third day hangover and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to play a football match here. And I scored five. Sorry to button, was it on your mind to sort of say to Jim and Davey, can look, you, I'm not well at all, you might hate to leave them out here. No, I would never do that, I'd be alright. He wouldn't be happy if I'd done that with you, so I just thought, I'll just get on, it'll be fine, suck it up. And then I did suck it up and did really well and we actually ended up down two, after you're down two now, you're like, I oh no, it's going to be a long night. And then, I don't know where we scored, I scored, scored the hat trick in the space of like, I don't know, it was like 10 minutes. So, yeah, it's just football, is it? It's just bizarre game. Sometimes it, sometimes it works for you. After after you scored those five goals, what how what was it like with your teammates after the game? Were they, were they hailing you? Were you, you know, what were no, they saying to you? Everybody was, just, everybody was just buzzing. It was just one of those games everybody was just buzzing. And I think after that, you knew you beat them, you've got a chance to get to maybe get a chance of reaching a cup final or playing Rangers again. So everybody was just buzzing. So it was just like ecstatic after the game. I was no longer feeling it rubbish after that so I was like this <laughs> so it was all good I suppose the only disappointment maybe was it was a Tuesday night and you couldn't go out again to celebrate really was it yeah <laughs> probably was <laughs> I'd work the next day so I couldn't <laughs> yeah so yeah it was just straight up the road and 
get to bed for work, I think. <laughs> but I suppose, obviously, then you, I think you beat Queen's Park in the, the semi-final and then you go on to play Rangers at Hamden and again you're sort of talking 45, 50,000, something like that. There, I suppose, when you're playing for a club like Peterhead, is that, you know, almost surreal in a way that you can be playing in a, a cup final in front of 50-odd thousand? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Like you say, you're, you're walking out to that game, it's full house at Hamden. Like, not many boys get to do that at the SPL level, never mind our level. So you've just got to kind of appreciate the moment. And obviously, the, the game didn't go where we wanted to go, but it was still a good experience in life just to experience that. We kind of touched on it earlier on. The way the, the, way the league campaign ended, well, it was the playoffs, really. Um, not the regular league campaign, but another... Another exit, I think, at the hands of air. Um, you talked about it earlier. Just, just who turns up in the days? It? It's a bit of a lottery. Who's hit, who hits form at the right time? To be fair, I kind of killed us in the playoffs. I got sent off in the midst of the first leg, and it kind of didn't help. I got sent off in the last game of the season or second last game of the season, and it kind of killed us a wee bit. But yeah, I just think it's a total lottery playoffs. I think if you have one bad game, you could be give throw the game away and then out of it out the second leg so I guess it's really tough you know I think it's just who hits form at the best time goes up in the playoffs and I, I suppose maybe not to not to, um, go on to a, a less positive note Rory but the, the season after that how do you sort of reflect on that because again the, the playoffs sort of came back to bite you and you got relegated through them what what do you think sort of panned out that season because you were probably expected to, to challenge again were you at the top end that season was weird as well. Like you say, every week we were turning up and we were like, yes, we're actually probably too good. We kept losing. I was like, me and the guys were travelling aboard. We're probably too good to go down. And next thing you know, you're in January and you're still winning games. You're not going in runs. You're like, oh my God, we're in trouble here. And you just couldn't get out of the rut. You just kept losing or not winning. And I think if we'd won one more game, we would have stayed up the whole If we wouldn't have been in the playoffs, you know? And it's like... You look back of the course season, you think you could have won one one of that games, but we we couldn't. And we just it was just in a rut, I think. And we just we I think we, I don't think we had the right players on board with young players on loan. They weren't up to it, to be honest. And it was just difficult, and we just couldn't could not get out of the rut. It was really hard. That. That's the thing, I suppose. Once you, you sort of speak about a rut, once you can get on that slide a wee bit, and I know in the the January of that season. Jim sort of can brought in a few players maybe to try and can help turn things around in that and if they maybe don't come in and hit the ground running and things and when you're on that slide it can just sort of dra- drag you in really can't it Rory? Oh it was yeah you can see it was the middle of the end of January just seen it and we just like, like we travelled I travelled with Ryan and Scott obviously and all three seasons are oh, too good to go down we're too good to go obviously but then we're just like out of nowhere just like, we just looked and up we're struggling here and we, and, we, and we did struggle and then it, it was just it was sad it was a sad season to be honest with the club because the club probably should never have been in that position Did that did that carry over into the following season or you went down and then you you didn't get back up in 2017-18 do you still do you still think the I know I know the following season you went on to win the title what, what do you think what do you think changed well, that season we were actually doing all right in the seventeen. I think we finished second to Montrose. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was when you were second to Montrose and then lost to Steny in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like that season until January, we were flying. That's when my my oldest son got unwell, and I struggled after that. I think I was I was on thirty goals in January, and then I think I scored two or three goals until the end of the season because obviously I was travelling back for a hospital a lot to see my son in Edinburgh. I was staying in Edinburgh, but I wasn't training. I was just playing on a Saturday, and I was. It kind of killed me. It killed me that because I couldn't obviously commit to the football as much. Obviously, my son was really unwell, so that was obviously priority. But that didn't help the football that season, and obviously that's we struggled a bit after Christmas. And obviously, I, I, when I did come back, I ruptured my ligaments in my ankle, and I was playing through bad ankle injury as well coming into the season, which didn't really help. So you've taken a lot of goals at your team. It's just, it can always be. It's going to be a struggle, is it? I suppose you you touched on that, and um, I mean it was obviously you spoke about it at the time. I seem to remember as well, Rory. But your son obviously being unwell's 
kind of big strain on you and your family. And then you speak about sort of playing with the injury problem you had as well. Jinkart's the, the side of football a wee bit that, you know, supporters and people, do, you know, don't see or don't hear about, you know, obviously the sort of injury you were playing through was probably bad enough and you're can still committed and not wanting to be miss games because of that. And then what you had going on off the pitch and your sort of personal life is, as well. So I can, it's a, it's a big, a big strain on a, a person, is it? Never mind the, the football. Yeah. Like I, say, I probably shouldn't have been playing to be honest. I was playing with a strapping on that would like a stooky to be honest, just to try and get through in a painkillers. It was a struggle. Probably, but then that's a, that's a problem we'd had. They didn't have really the, what they needed me to play. And it just kind of, get on with you know, sometimes and um, with my son the side of things it was just it was kind of a break to get away from that on a Saturday just to give my head off it thinking about him like for that whole all the time you give, give my an hour and a half away and I'd go straight back to hospital because obviously it was just such a stressful sitting in the hospital 24-7 you know and obviously like I say I knew and as he gradually was getting better it was it was easier to get away to the football you know and obviously when I got back to Aberdeen with moved back to Aberdeen and moved home it was obviously a, a lot of stress off your mind but then obviously my ankle injury then comes into it and then it was just a disaster end to the year to be honest there's more like like you see obviously there's more life in your football is there obviously as long as the family's healthy the following season Rory you're very much in pole position to win the title and um, go back up uh, I think the penultimate game of the season you conceded a Elite equaliser at Sterling Albion, but then I think the final day, Queen's Park at Hamden, you win the game, you win the title. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd like to win a title at your home stadium at Balmoor, but if you're going to win it away from home, there's far worse places to win it than Hamden, yeah? Yeah, true. Oh, that was, that. I couldn't believe that when they scored the last kick of the ball, basically. I thought I'd won it, and then it was been it was been a brilliant day. Everybody's families were there, and it was all packed out to be a good night. Well, the supporters and obviously the families going to have a night out with us, and then it's just a deflation. But then you've just got to pick yourself back up to go again, which we did. And obviously, we we obviously won the league and deserved this. So you you were obviously captain, Rory, and do you think? Maybe the the experience you had with the like you know the likes of yourself. I'm trying to think of others are there. Simon Ferry, obviously, uh, Crack sort of his player coach. Um, Derek Lyle, Big Mick Dunlop, even that were Greg Fleming kind of guys that were there at the time. Do you think the sort of you know the experience you had meant that as a as a team as a squad you were able to pick yourselves back up and and win the league against Queens Park because for some. For some teams, you know, the way it sort of panned out against Stirling Albion, it might have been easy, you know, to, to just fold in, in the last day of the season. I think so. I think it could have could have easily happened. You never know. Football, so it was a football, it happens a lot in football, but I think, like I say, we had a lot of good players and I think we deserve to win the league and if we didn't win it, it would have been a disaster. So I, I just think, you say, there are a lot of good players and the experience obviously does help. You've got Willie Gibson, guys like that, and Cy Ferry. Derek Lyle, we've got a lot of experience, good players, and I think that obviously showed in the last game to, to get us over the line. And be, before we move on to your sort of obviously joining Cove and everything, uh, last year, Rory, I was just going to ask you sort of over your time at Peterhead as well, you probably had quite a few offers or maybe heard talk of chances for you to, to go back full time again, did you? I had a couple of offers, obviously. Um, to go but I think the closest I came was to go to Dun United Dun United basically had been accepted to speak to me and obviously I spoke to them and to be honest to be honest it just wasn't financially worth me going that's why I never ended up going the financial money was just it was nowhere near what I'd be looking for to leave my work job and my part time football wage to go so I thought I just I, at that time wasn't going to, to go do it I wasn't willing to do that mm-hmm. I suppose the thing is as well with that, you know, the level you're sort of getting the offers at as well. A lot of the time, and with the Dundee United one as well. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was a a one year deal potentially. Was it? And I mean, it's one of them. It's a big risk, is it? You know, you potentially you could can go down there and get injured in the first week or something, and then sort of find yourself out in the cold after a year potentially. Could you? 
yeah, like I say, it was a one-year deal, and in the like I say, the money was less than I was making, just about my, my work's wage, and I was just like, why would you leave? You know, it's just not, it's not, it's, 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 it's like explaining this to the guy, and uh, he thought he was doing me a favour as well, and I was just, that was it for me, I was just like, no, no thanks. So, it was just, it was a it was a bizarre kind of approach they made as well, so, but like I say, I was, I'm glad they didn't go, it was it would have been the wrong, wrong move, I think. Mm-hmm. And I suppose just sort of wrapping up finally in your Peterhead time, Rory, you obviously for the vast, mid, well, other than the first few months you were working under Jim and Mark and Ali and Davey Nichols, um, how was it sort of kind of playing a, under them for, for so long? What was sort of good about working under them? That was really good. Like you say, you've always got two guys that are very well knowledgeable about football and obviously they, they treat the guys like they're friends, they're good, they're good people to work for. I've got nothing good to say about Jim and Davey. They helped us through a lot of times away from football that nobody knows about and obviously they've done a lot for us and like I say it was always it was really enjoyable to play for them and it's, I do, it's something I miss right now is some of these guys you miss these guys as well they're good characters to be around in the change room as well but you made the decision to leave for Cove Rangers and it was your it was your decision um, can you maybe talk us through what your what your reasoning was for for deciding to leave Peterhead given you'd become you'd basically become Mr. Peterhead I suppose you were as I said earlier synonymous with the club um, I think some may refer to you as the King of Balmour, um, but what was the, that crown's gone? Yeah, why? At the time, to be honest, I wasn't really enjoying my football. To come to the end of that season, the year we won the league to that point, the last few months of that and into the next season, I wasn't enjoying my football. Unfortunately, for some reason, I just wasn't enjoying it. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then the Cove thing well, kind of came out of the blue. I kind of knew about, heard about Cove, been interested, and then I kind of just, I don't know, I'd say a lot of my friends play for Cove, like Ryan, Jordan, Scott was there, Jamie Redmond was there, and I, I kind of thought I'd quite like that to go and try it, and obviously I ended up going through with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was it was just came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You, you speak, so, I mean, friends being there, and that's one thing as well, Rory, and you said you couldn't really maybe put quite put your finger on why you weren't enjoying it as much as you had been at Peterhead. Do you think maybe sometimes, because we hear people saying all sorts of life, do you think maybe sometimes you just, sort of, it dawns on you maybe that can you, you just want a, a fresh challenge to and sort of just to try something different, just that you need a wee change? I think so. I think I just needed. I think I wasn't. I wasn't actually doing as good as I, f- I probably should have done. I think I was playing well, but I wasn't scoring. I, was, I just, I just thought I'm in a rut here. I need to go. I thought I needed to freshen up a bit, maybe as well. And then, like I say I did do. And then, and then like I say the cold thing came about. Obviously, I'm good friends with Ryan. And Ryan kept saying, it. Ryan wanted me to go. He was like, "You should come here. You'll be well here for us. You do really well." And like I say it was just football. And I'd end up just getting the chance to go. And I thought, why not? How much discussions did you have with, I mean, like convincing you to come with the manager, with the chairman at Cove? Were you sold on the project? And because obviously Cove are really ambitious, not to say that Peterhead aren't ambitious, but Cove have obviously made very public the fact that they, they want to get up in the championship, things like that. And is that was that was that one of the things that made you want to go there? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, that when I when I spoke to them both, the um, McGaffer and chairman they were really good and they kind of just sold us the what what they want to do and I just liked the ideas of it and obviously with 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 helping them and a lot of people I know that were there it kind of just worked out well for me and obviously like the, the way it worked out well for just like everything they were saying was good and I just I thought it would be I think it would be a good idea to go. You know obviously once you did go to Cove Rory you um, came in and uh, chipped in with a few important goals uh, last season one against or well I suppose it's sort of past last season now, but 2019-21 against Edinburgh in particular. Uh, and I mean, you obviously ended up winning the league, albeit in slightly strange circumstances with the season being cut short. But I suppose that must have been pleasing, was it, to, to you know come in and contribute and help Cove win League 2? 
yeah, like I say, I only played, a f- I think I only played eight games, but eight, seven or eight games. But like, it was, it was good. It was good for the boys to get the boys. I think they deserved to win the league. They over the course of the season, they were unbelievable. Especially before I came in, I think they were really good as well. So like, I think it was, it was just, it was good for the club, and obviously, obviously for them to get up to League One was important for them. How different has it been at Peterhead? It was always my impression that if Peterhead needed a goal, you were the man that was relied upon, you know, to provide that late goal or whatever. You know, you were very much. It seemed that you were the man there, and now you're at Cove. There's maybe there's maybe other guys as well that are also goal scorers that can chip in, like Jamie Masson, Mitch Meganson. Is is that is it a different kind of experience at the moment being at Cove than it was at Peterhead and? In that sense, how are you finding sort of like, you know, having having those players to sort of bounce off again? Not to say that there weren't players you could bounce off at Peterhead, but is it is how how is is it the same? Is it different? What how are you finding it? Yeah, it's like it's total different. It's like a total different way that everything operates from top to bottom of the club. It's just a total different club, and none's to say one's right and one's other not right. You know, so it's but it's. They're good players, it's but there's total different players at Peterhead that you would have. But yeah, I find it good. Like I say, I think I think over the last two three years, my total football, the way I play football, has totally changed, and I've turned into more of a kind of link player now and what I was before. And like I say, I like I say, going here, I obviously knew Mitch was going to be the guy I was at Peterhead pretty much, and I just think that I should be. I want to play with him, you know, and to do well with him. I think we can do well. I think we do well together when we play, and I think we both kind of complement each other a bit. And you're you're obviously uh, thirty four now, Rory, and without without um sort of being flippant, you're probably nearer the the end of the end of your career than the the start, I suppose. What what have you still got left? Maybe that you you would like to achieve, or what sort of still motivates you at this stage of your career? Well, like I just said to you earlier on, I just like playing. I still enjoy playing and. I still think I'm good enough to contribute to the level I play at. As it's been shown over the last six weeks, I can still do this level. So I think I think just keep playing as long as I can because I enjoy playing. And I just I don't I don't I will, I'll keep playing until I get told I'm not good until I'm not wanted. To be honest, I'm, I just like I say, but hopefully I can keep doing it at this level. And because like I say, I feel I can still contribute to this level for a good at least in a couple of years. Anyway, I'd like to think. You know, injury free. I think I can still do it. You know. And then you know you've got a guaranteed next club set up already in Kincorth Amateurs. Yes, is it? Um, <laughs> in in terms, Rory, of of your career over the piece, you've you've discussed with us already the fact that when you look back on the decision to follow the part time route, it's allowed you to balance your your day job, your football. Almost, you know, it, it sounds like you've got a lot more enjoyment out of out of the football and um, it's you know it's giving you the balance in your family life and stuff like that but what, what are the what have been the main highlights for you would you say over the course of the playing side of things probably gonna have to be like the, probably the first the first league title with Peterhead and reaching that cup final as it stands I would say that's the two main ones that stick out for me I've, I've done well in the I've won the three player of the year awards for the leagues as well that's obviously a good good accolade for myself as well and I'm, won the golden boot it's all good things I've done as well but it's probably the probably the league title first league title PI has been probably sticks out the most mm-hmm. you me- you mentioned the player of the year awards already and obviously kind of as a, I suppose when it's voted for by your fellow professionals that probably means quite a bit as well the, the other I suppose individual achievement I was wondering if it might probably means quite a bit to you I think you were the the first player, weren't you, in the, the SPFL era, once all the leagues changed and everything, to, to reach 100 goals. So I suppose that was kind of quite quite an accolade for you as well. Yeah, I didn't think that one, yeah. I've still got that as well, yeah. That was a good one as well, obviously, to get as well. But like I say, you're, still, you're only as good as the team around you. I think it's still the guys you play with create these chances for you. And I've, I've played in a lot of good part-time teams over the years. So like I say, I've got, obviously, a lot of the, the thanks to my players around me as well. Who's topped a lot in those terms? In terms player. of players you played with, players you played against, who who would you name? Best player I played with. Best part time player is Neil Janchik at Brecon. He was unbelievable. He was a good player. Ryan Strachan's up there as well. He's unbelievable as well. He's my mate, so he's getting a bit of bias, but he's good. 
<laughs> just pay you later. I know. <laughs> but best player played against Bobo Baldi. He was a, he was yeah. a scary player to play against. <laughs> Physicality was that was that was I was, all about, I was, was seventeen when I played against him. He was an absolute monster. He was he was good. Yeah, he was good. Hard, hard, hard player to play against. David Weir as well, really good. Really good. Carlos Coelho, really good as well. A few of them, were, a few of the bigger ones, are really good players. Also, Anderson was really good as well. Hard to play against. And uh, the the final question I was gonna, he's, well, you kind of touched it a wee bit there, but you've obviously played with a lot of different uh, strike partners over the years. I mean, you've mentioned uh, Andy Rogers or two that have come up, but when you look back, who's sort of been your can name as many as you like or as few as you like if you if you say it was all you, you but uh, who's sort of been the enjoyable strike partners that you've had alongside you? No, it was the three that stick out the most probably, maybe the four actually, I would say Andy Rogers Mitch is obviously up there then you've got, I think Derek Lyle we didn't actually do it well but I always thought he was a good player and just think he's Bringing players in the game he was good in the air. He was a good finisher. Delta was really good, even though we didn't play that much together. But I thought he was really good. And Charlie King, when I first went to Brecon, was really, really good to play with. He was a really good player. That's probably the four. I would say that really stick in my mind. Okay. Well, we've been at this fifty-five minutes now. You've talked this through years and years of career and all the things that have happened in that time so we'll let you go Rory but thank you very much for joining us not a problem appreciate you guys thanks for having us uh, cheers Rory top man cheers right, thanks to you Callum as well um, if you've enjoyed this episode of Northern Goal you can like and subscribe on your favourite podcast app you can email us at northerngoal at dctmedia.co.uk and finally well until next time I suppose see you later Hope you loved the episode, and if you did, we'd be grateful if you could leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to pick up your copies of the Press and Journal and Evening Express every day for the best football writing and analysis in the North.